NBA Strayer. How are you going? How are you going? That's right. It's NBA Strayer. It's Wednesday, October 27. Hump day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Rolling Stone, Triple J. Whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in uh, no longer locked out Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season because it's underway we got one week in the bag. And remember, we're just here repping Strayer a bit. That's what we do. And we don't take things too seriously. Yeah, oh, geez, you might have already gotten that one. We'll leave all that for the nerds. Uh, first week of the season's done. So we're going to wrap up today's games and also give you the NBA Strayer top 10 over and under reactions after one week of the NBA being back. It's pretty good. That's in the old... Uh, I believe unpopular opinion of the day, <laughs> because why not? Uh, but obviously we've got a juicy slab of that's not an eye for me. No, mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yeah Nas, we've got the unpopular opinion of the day, obviously. We've got Outback Takehouse with a flame grilled take. And we've got a Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot a shot, light him up award. Because why not? It's hammer time. Uh, we've got the Australian player watching the NBA Australia game previews and picks for tomorrow. And we'll finish up with a really, really, really quick jingles HR, which is pretty good, so... Stick around for that one. All right, let's do it. NBA Strap episode 685. Let's go. Alright, NBA Strap brought to you by Manscaped, who are the men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. And Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Oh, yeah, that rhymes. Nice one, Jimmy. Uh, Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.Zip. 4.0. It'll make you go, oh, when you use it, I'll tell you that much. All across Australia and New Zealand, the 4.0. So join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYER. At manscaped.com. Seriously, I'm one of the first people to try out the 4.0. I loved it. It's great. It's neck level, bro. It's got a light. I love... I'll tell you what. I keep hitting this uh, point. But I absolutely love the ceramic blade. So you're not getting any of the old grooming accidents. You're not going to nip your old fella. You're not going to nip the knackers. There you go. Boom. Off you go. Get right around it. The advanced skinscape technology... Makes you feel a bit confident shaving your boyos. So, uh, you've got trim guards, you've got wireless charging, but basically it comes down to this. If you've been looking after your stuff with the same trimmer that you use on your face, what are you doing? Using your nut trimmer on your gob. That's gross. Who wants pubes in their mouth? No one. Anyway, so it's time to get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer with Manscaped to make moo time the best time. So get 20% off and free shipping of the code Strayer. Your balls will thank you at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for your jewels, Okay, the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, 
you better. We better watch out for the uh, really good bad attack if you're literally anybody but also Nikola Jokic's knee. Jeez, we'll get to that in a second. Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with a daily whip around boom. Oh, did you get it? It's a whip crack sound. Oh, it's a whip crack. Oh, it's a good one, Jimmy. That's right. Opening week is done. And we've already got LeBron sitting out. We've got the reigning MVP injured. And uh, AD going down in a game looking like he got shot with a fucking cannon. It happens at least one to two times a game. It's nice to see that back. Harden's ineffectual. Oh, no, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Anyway, so LeBron set out today after uh, copping a bit of a knock to his leg, lower leg, ankle, they're kind of saying, against Memphis. So he set out today against San Antonio Bandera Spurs. Uh, they do have a back-to-back. So, look, good time to just take two games off, I guess, if you're LeBron and not bother. Uh, kind of nice. It also gets, you know, a bit of a chance for Rusty and AD to work out some of the kinks, and you saw that today. We'll get to that in a second. Joker, we talked about this. Left the Jazz game today. He had 24-6-6, I think, in the first half. Uh, knocked knees with Rudy Gobert. Came back out at the halftime break. Took a couple of shots. He was like, oh, it feels all right, but it feels, you know, just a bit bit wobbly. And Mike Malone's like, all right, fuck off. <laughs> Go sit down. You're not going to play. Uh it didn't feel structurally sound, he reckoned, but look, Mike Malone says it sounds fine. It, well, not structurally sound. It basically just didn't feel great because he got hit and off he went. So he's just playing it safe, it seems like. And Joker has been remarkably, remarkably sort of resilient when it comes to that sort of stuff. So prayers up that he stays fine. Speaking of injuries, Norm! Norm Powell left the game yesterday against Phoenix and uh, his left knee looks like he's avoided serious injury which is kind of nice because he's massive for Portland. And look, I just like Norm, <laughs> and I hate injuries. So here's hoping he's doing okay on your Norm. Ben Simmons, the latest, turns out. Well, Darren Morey came out and said, uh, as you know, he spoke to his teammates, you know, things seem to be moving very much in a positive direction, which is gnarly. And then on the broadcast, the TNT broadcast tonight for the Knicks, and then uh, was a Knicks Sixers, and then we went into, was it, Nugs? Jazz, uh, we got the word, I believe it was Ali, saying he spoke to his teammates and then, obviously, he's worked out of the facility, the practice facility, with the team as recently as this morning. Members of the front office, as well as the organization, confirmed that he's receiving professional help for his mental health. Ooh. Through the players' union. Kind of nice. Good to see that they're stepping up, too. He's also going through regular treatment on his back, which he expressed concern about last week. And the front office said that they will continue to pay him as long as he's working or mentally and physically getting better. And they said, it's not about the money for us. It's about winning a title. We want to win. And he's a really good player. The only way they deal him, if the team gets better, and there aren't a lot of scenarios where that makes sense right now. AKA, no shit. Uh, But that's good. Basically, it sets up as a sort of spot where you're like, well, this is nice. It just seems to be happening in a much more positive manner and heading in a much more positive direction. And then, of course, the Sixers sucked fucking ass today against the Knicks. And at some point, it'd be nice if Doc just didn't fucking stop throwing Ben under the bus at some point, right? There's a chance just to, I don't know, blow a bit of smoke up Ben's ass here. It's like, oh, well, how do you reckon you would have gone, you know, it was a bit weird not having Ben out there. You just got your ass handed to you by the uh, Knickerbockers. And Doc could have easily said, look, you know, Ben would have been a... uh, Really valued part of this team. He makes us a better team, as we all know. And it would have been good to have him out there, but, you know, 
That's a uh, situation that we don't have right now. Instead, he's like, Ben's not here. Ben's not, we're not going to come there. So, again, fuck you, Doc Rivers. Bonus little bit, NBL ref, Jackie Dover. She's off to New York as part of the NBA's developmental program. <laughs> Love that, and she doesn't wreck. She's coming back. I reckon that's awesome. Good on it. On you, Jackie. Go smash it, mate. Righto, let's do some game rats for today. Uh, also, BT Dubs. Your old mate Jimmy, the hits keep coming. So, what, two days after I was stricken with the old gastro, and then the uh, squid went down yesterday. He turned it around like in no fucking time, though. He had that big chunder in the car. I fucking wheel around. <laughs> Just everywhere. Oh, God. Uh, and then clean him up. You know, he's basically fine about three, four hours later. And you're like, holy shit. How's the constitution of the wee kids? They absolutely smashed it. Anyway, whereas me, <laughs> the old fella, it's like I got hit by a fucking 4v2. Anyway, uh, and then, turns out, uh, there was a positive case at his fucking daycare on Monday. So, guess who's stuck home for the next two weeks? Woo! Just as lockdown ends. Jimmy, you can't go to the pub yet, bro. Anyway, so I believe, uh, well, he can't leave the house. He's in ISO. And, uh, you know, get the old test. See how he goes. Fingers crossed everything's okay. Because obviously that's the uh, worst case scenario is him actually coming down with something. But fingers crossed that doesn't happen, obviously, nor me or old mate. So either way, stuck in the house for a bit. <laughs> prayers up for the squid. Prayers up for your mate Jimmy. And prayers up for fucking old mate has to deal with both of us. So, all right. That means uh, some interesting sort of scheduling over the next couple of weeks, obviously. With all of us stuck in the house, the kid... Here the entire time, uh, we might have just later shows in the day where I try to cram everything in uh, very late, but we might just have shorter shows as well. So just a heads up. All right, let's do some game raps. Game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps. Game raps are brought to you by DraftKings.com. And mates at DraftKings, go check them out. DKNG.co slash Australia. Go play some daily fantasy. If your season-long fantasy team sucks already one week in, just redraft it over and over and over with daily fantasy the best part is all you need to go is to go to dkng.co slash Straya or click on the links on our website or on our socials. Go play some daily fantasy and redraft your team day in, day out and have a crack at some big prizes. It's awesome. I love daily fantasy. Uh, and you can have a crack against me because I'm playing it day in, day out as well. It's great. So go enjoy some daily fantasy with DraftKings.com. Go to dkng.co slash Straya. Join up now. You know, Make your, uh, what is it, join up, craft your team. Just craft it. Sit back, see how they go, and hopefully you uh, can partake into big prizes. Right, the games today. The New York City Knickerbockers of New York City beat the absolute push. That's right, the push out of Philly. This was uh, a bit of a Barry Crocker shocker for the Sixers. They were in it, and then the second quarter happened, and then they weren't. Jeez, this, the Knicks just started nailing threes. Look, when Obi Toppin's going one on five with MFs and uh, Kemba can't miss from three, Fournier's just lighting it up as well. You may as well pack her up, boys. But look, this is 112.99. Knicks shooting just did them in. And the Sixers, look, they're going to have these games without Simo. We talk about the, we're going to talk about the Bulls extensively a little bit later. But the Sixers are an interesting case of uh, take away that sort of interesting. Uh, the All-Star, 
And can you fill that role? And it's going to take him a while to figure it out, right? And this was a pretty good example. Like 23-9 and 9 for Tobias Harris. It's the classic, hey, Tobias, we don't have Ben. Do you reckon you can step up? Oh, yeah, here's 23 points. Fuck, that's not enough, you idiot. <laughs> Every time. Uh, but obviously, Joel Embiid, 2 of 7 for 14 points today. Brutal. Five turnovers. He might pop up again later. Uh, no one else did much of anything. Corkmaz went five, uh, 3 of 12. Classic. Fucking Furkan. We need you. Oh, okay. I shoot very much and miss lots. Good job, fucking Furkan. Meanwhile, for the Knickerbockers of New York City, Julius had 16, 11, and 7. He's crushing it already. Kemba, as mentioned, now at 5 of 11 from downtown. He had 19 points. And that's the sort of Kemba you want for this Knicks team. Just sort of, you know, crushing it from the outside. He still can't hit shit else. But he's pretty heady. He's pretty handy. He's going to get lit up on defense, but sometimes it's not going to matter. So Fournier had 18, and uh, D-Rose dropped in 13 as well, quickly. And Burks both had 8. That was very nice off the bench. And I'll tell you what, Obi Toppin, ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. He had 9 points. Love that. I also love the other Mitch Robinson. As long as he's healthy. God damn, the Knicks are uh, they're a different beast, aren't they? I kind of love it. RJ Barrett as well, 10-7-1. He'll be fine. But either way, good win for the Knickerbockers. They're now 3-1. The Sixers are 2 and Dos! That's two. That's Spanish for two. <laughs> Good one, Jimmy. Good one, the mate. Uh, what else did we have? We have the Thunder! Whoa, 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 Thunder. Beat. No, they lost to the Warriors. Come on. They were winning. They're up by 15 in this one. They lose 106 98. Talk about Barry Crocker shockers. This is always going to happen when you're a young team. And it's not really because Steph went off. Like, Steph did a lot. But uh, the Warriors, just too well-rounded. Shy Reddy, Gilgis Alexander went off. He had 30. Uh, the Gidman, he had 7, 9, and 4. The shot wasn't quite there today. Goes 3 of 10. But the rest of this team. Look, the Dorcha Chamber exists. But also, the Dorcha Chamber also could be the name for Lou Dort's fucking jump shot. 4 of 13 for him. He had 11 points. Uh, meanwhile, look, nobody else did shit for the Thunder. Look. And if you watch them, and I, look, obviously, if you're out there watching for Giddy, just also keep an eye on the rest of that team. Their non-existent chemistry is kind of actually fucking funny at times, where you're like, oh, now everybody likes each other on this one. And you're hoping that Giddy can sort of uh, piece it all together, and Shy is just like, I'm going to shoot. I don't care where I am. He was awesome today, though. Uh, for the Warriors, Steph had 23 points, goes 4-9 and nine from downtown, 21 for Wigo. Draymond with another triple single, 8, 9, and 8. I love that. But he was really good. Uh, 20 for Damian Lee. And he's going to pop up again later when we talk about some of the overreactions, underreactions. Crucial part of this uh, weird Warriors team. And meanwhile, Poole went 5 of 14, 0 of 7 from 3. Didn't matter. They win it. Handy running away with it. The Warriors are 4 and zip. Flip that around. Flip it up and reverse it. 0-4. That's your Oklahoma City Zombie Sonic Thunder. Uh, the Houston Rockets. Fort valiantly against the Dallas Mavericks. 116-106. They end up losing. Tell you what. This was kind of fun because the Rockets were in this. They were leading at times in the first half. And then Dallas kind of just slowly wrestled it away. And it was kind of, kind of okay. And you kind of expected it. Because they should have. Because Houston is shit and Dallas are pretty good. And there was actually an interesting uh, thing that came out after this game. How uh, there's a Mavs leadership council. <laughs> Jason Kidd's like, yeah, we've got like three players on this uh, leadership council. AKA, I don't want to talk to any of these other fucking dorks. 
You three, sort this out from here. And it's uh, Luca Zinger and Tim Hardaway Jr., the lesser. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the Zinger out there with a uh, black eye. Shot like shit. He had lower back tightness as well, so he left the game. Uh. Extreme Zinger Meal. Yeah, it's the Extreme Zinger Meal. That's how it always goes, isn't it? Anyway, look, uh, the Mavs hold on for this. Luca was very, very good all the way through. Brunson was uh, very handy as well. We'll uh, break down the Rockets first. 15 and 10 for Danny Tice. Love to see Danny Tice crushing it. Christian Wood, 6 of 16 for his 16 points. It's a lot of sixes there, Christian. Also had 17 for rebounds. That's right. That's what ScoMo's got for Cole. Oh, man. Zero net emissions for 2050. I've got a boner for Cole, though. Christian Wood. Ah, I've got a boner for making fucking chicken coops and curries. 13 points for Kevin Porter Jr. Boy, that guy is not shy of shooting. I love it. And Jalen Green. Rough one for the rookie. 4 of 16 for his 10 points. Um... Eric Gordon out here on this team just dropping in 22 off the bench, going 7 of 11, a.k.a. the get-me-the-fuck-out-of-here games. I love him. Keep an eye out for Eric Gordon. Every time he touches the ball, he's going to shoot it. It's a thing of beauty. Uh, <laughs> they had 17 turnovers as well against his Mavs defense. Who knew? Uh, Luca had 26, 14, and 7 today. Verinaz, uh, 1 of 6 from downtown, but still, they were looking good. 11 and 11 for Jalen Brunson. 11 assists off the bench. He's crushing it. 16 for Reggie Bullock. Pretty handy. Even Greeny got out there today. That was kind of nice. Good to see that. Uh, but Tim Hardaway, the lesser, 16 points to the Zinger. Oh, it's just a... Supercharged Zinger Burger. Yeah, he's not supercharged, is he? It's a bit of a rough one, I'll tell you that. Anyone? Uh, but look, 12 of 43 from downtown for the Mavs. Not quite good enough. And you expect them, you know, to sort of trip up against good teams. Houston are not. Houston are now 1 and 3. The Mavs 2 and 1. Uh, what else we have? We had the Lakers take on the San Antonio Banderas Spurs. This was a belter. San Antonio had this one and then blew it. They blew it quite expertly. It was right there and they fucked it up. Ugh. Absolutely brutal fourth quarter where everybody on the Spurs apparently forgot how to shoot or play defense, sometimes both and mostly both because the Lakers ran over the top of them and then eked it out in overtime. Uh, really took control in the overtime. And then the Spurs came back out of nowhere, tied at 121, and the Lakers got up there, 125, 121. In overtime, the Spurs, I really enjoyed this game from them. They really stepped up. DeJunte Murray was awesome, 21, 12, and 15. It's a triple-double. He shot 9 of 24. He just got a bit tired there late. Was really hunting his own shot. Nice lot of two-man game with him and Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertl, who had 27 and 14. He might pop up again later. But, uh, geez, DeJunte had it. And he just was absolutely smoking it at times. And then you're kind of like, oof. Just that little bit step above his pay grade. But look, you could have these games to see if he can do it. And maybe he can in the future. But 9 to 24 sort of hurts your heart a little bit. But good on him. What a game. Uh, 27 to 14 for Teenage Mutant Yaka Petal, as mentioned. 21 for Lonnie Walker. 19 for Devin Vassell. They're both going to pop up later again as well. Caning in threes. I love that. Meanwhile, Derek White, like the veteran... Goes 3 of 10 and has 7 points. Thanks for coming, Derek. And Dougie McBuckets. Way to show up in a fucking big game, Dougie. Over 4 from downtown for 4 points. Yikes. Just gross. Ugh. Anyway, uh, for the Lakers, this is the Rusty Show, the AD Show. Pretty fun it was too. 33, 10 and 8 for Rusty. 35, 17 and 4 for AD. 
Not much else for the rest of the like is Malik Monk, zero conscience. I love it. He just like, there was a moment where he just got the ball. I believe it was in the fourth. He's just like, I don't care. I don't know. Fuck it. Look, they're not covering me. I'm just going to shoot this. Nailed it from fucking just so far away. Zero conscious. He's awesome. 17 points for him. Four or 10 from downtown. He was a plus 31, Malik Monk. Starting for the Los Angeles Lakers. So crazy. So weird. Austin Reeves out there crushing it still. The heir to Alex Caruso. 10 points. Jimmy, is it because it's white? Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> Mello turned back into Carmelo Anthony for four points on one of seven shooting. But the Lakers, big win for them. Uh, the Spurs are now one and three. Looking grim, tell you that much, in two and two for the Lakers. Nice little writing of the ship for them. And then finally, the Denver Nuggets got boot by the Utah Yaz, 122-110. They lose Joker at halftime. Uh, well, in the second quarter, just at the end there. Uh, he still had, as mentioned, 24-6-6, six six, which is just incredible. He was 3-3 three three from 3, was Joker. Uh, but the good news is Michael Porter Jr. stepped up. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, no. Oh, no, Michael Porter Jr. What are you doing? 18 shots for 13 points. The only shot he's never liked is the fucking COVID vaccine, bro. 21 points for Will the Thrill Barton. Hurt his hand, though. Aaron Air Gordon, 20 points, 7 rebounds. Uh, went 0 of 3 from 3 and only missed one other shot. He was 9 of 13. He was pretty bloody good. But their bench, look, Monty Morris as well had 19, but their bench just gave him nothing. They hit three shots combined. That was one for PJ Dozier and one for, uh, was that Jermichael Green? Before he got booted? No, it was Al Hefe Green. Yeah, Al Hefe Green scored. Jermichael Green got booted out for trying to fight Hassan Whiteside, which is a bit weird. We'll talk about that later. But the Nugs, uh, without Jam and Jamal, and with uh, Michael Porter Jr., just his fucking shots gone AWOL. They're a bit of a mess. And this game will show it. Austin Rivers, 0 of 2 in 6 minutes. It's just not there. Should have played ball ball. Uh, the Yaz, Rudy Gobez, the stuff at that word, 23 and 16. Donnie Mitchell had 22 points and 9 of 20 shooting. His three points shot not on tonight, 1 of 9. I'll tell you what, Jingles. His walls, he had 13 off the bench, 3 of 5 from downtown. Passes 1,000 threes for his career. Amazing stuff. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson had 19. Classic Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. And uh, I'll tell you what, the Yaz look dangerous. They're now 3 and zip. The Nugs dropped the 2 and 2. Wild scenes. This is a good win for the Yaz because it's one of those ones, you know, the old wounded animal. Who knows what's going to happen with the Nugs losing Joker. They just didn't have the size to compete with Gobert, and he just fucking took him apart defensively, though, so... Here we are. Right, let's do an NBA Australia Pro performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, look, I told you, DeJounte Murray, the 21-11 and 15 was amazing. Two steals, two blocks, only two turnovers. Uh, putting the ball in his hand, an absolute shit ton. Letting him run this team is going to have these nights where he just drops a triple-double, also shoots, what, 9-24, and thinks that he can get you over the line, and he's just not quite there yet. But look, there's only one way he is going to get there, and it's having games like this where he has a crack. So look, this is it for the Spurs. This is the developmental year, right? Like, you've got all the young dudes. You've gotten rid of all the old dudes. Paddy's gone. Rudy's gone. in there is gone. Lamarcus Aldridge, thank Christ, is gone. And off they go. Look, so that was a great game. Shy Red Gilgis Alexander. Similar vibes, right? 11 of 19 from the field. 30 points, 4 assists, a lot of pouting. And uh, 
How long until he gives the old Eric Blitz, I don't want to be here? Oh, it was, a, it was about a haircut, man. It was about a haircut. It was about a haircut, bro. Uh, but Shy. Shay, Red Agil, Giselle, and Xander, not great. But this one's got to go to Rusty and AD. That was a lot of Rusty and AD, and the Lakers needed every little bit of it. 35 points, 17 rebounds, 4 assists, and 4 blocks for AD. That's a hell of a game, and it came on 15 of 31 shooting. It was amazing. And then Rusty Westbrook, the 33-10-8 game. We all knew it was vaguely there. It was always going to happen. Uh, it just took LeBron sitting out for it to actually happen. He shot 15-27. He was great. I loved it. Uh, but the be- best point was, like, Rusty, the driving bucket to put the Lakers back up four at the end of the overtime was absolutely amazing because it was exactly what the Lakers needed at exact point. It was a settler, put them back up four. They needed an easy bucket. They couldn't overthink it, and that's what the Lakers do sometimes. And that's what they had done for, like, pretty much the end of regulation where the Spurs fought back to get back up. The Lakers managed to just sort of hold on. The Spurs miss the uh, game winning regulation, and then Rusty sort of just did enough in OT, and so did AD. And after AD went down with that knee injury, you're like, oh, this is fucked. He came back. It was like, oh, I got shot by a cannon, but I'm okay, bro. It's like, Jesus, have a sook. Uh, but either way, Rusty gets that easy bucket. That was the game. Like, the game was over after that, so good on him. Big game for Rusty and AD just to uh, give the Lakers faithful just a little bit of faith because <laughs> they will turn on you in a second. Who is Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 the Night. Keldon Johnson in that same game for the for the Spurs against the Lakers. Keldon Johnson, 11.6 rebounds. Oh, Jimmy, that's not bad, bro. He went 2 of 10, which... In a game where you're getting a couple of uh, you know of their bench dudes in Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell nailing five threes, Cowden goes 0 of three from downtown, and uh, you might remember this from I think from yesterday's show. I maybe quickly mention I think he's not hit a three all year, and I'm now checking that, and that's right, he's now 0 of ten from downtown <laughs> for the season. Oh God, he's gone 0 of one, 0 of two, 0 of four, 0 of three, Cowden. Mate, what's happened? That is brutal. Uh, the Extreme Zinger Meal, I've already mentioned that one. The Extreme Zinger Meal. Two of ten as well. He left the game. Uh, look, he's still... The killer thing about the Zinger is he shows you, like, the two flashes per game where you're like, oh, he's still got it, man. And then he stinks. And you're like, fuck, this guy sucks sometimes. How does he get manage to be that big and miss so many easy shots? Anyway, leaves the game, though. Uh, but obviously... Joel Embiid versus the Knicks. I think that's going to be the biggest spud because not only did he try to snap our beloved mopped-up mumba in half the other day, but uh, has the temerity to go into the mecca of basketball <laughs> uh, amid a chorus of where's Ben Simmons from the uh, Madison Square Garden fans and shoot two of seven from the floor, have 14 points and five turnovers as his team got absolutely bloody obliterated. Joel Embiid, you're pretty easily spot of the night. Uh, what about old mate, no mates? Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? LeBron James. First off, he's getting dunked on by the director of Squid Game. 
Huang Dong Hyuk about Space Jam 2 <laughs> in the most like very fucking awesomely demure, subtle fucking dunking on possibly. It's like, did you see Space Jam 2? Like just saying that, you're like, yeah, that shit was basically a Warner Brothers ad. Oh my God, it was fucked. And uh, then the Lakers win without him. That's a bit of an old mate no mates. Because, I don't know, now we get to ask, are the Lakers better without LeBron, question mark, question mark? <laughs> but LeBron getting dunked on by the uh, director of Squid Game was just really fun because he's like, oh, yeah, LeBron didn't like the ending? What about he does the fucking sequel then? Go on, did you see Space Jam? That was a hunk of shit. Fuck you. <laughs> that was amazing. And then old mate, no mates, Paul Pierce on Ben Simmons as well said, uh, if Doc kicks you out of practice, that's bad. I ain't ever seen that. I think I saw Doc kick a player out maybe once. Doc ain't going to kick you out for nothing. You really have to be an asshole for Doc to kick you out because Doc's one of the coolest coaches. Ben Simmons, like, as soon as everything starts going a little bit positive, Paul Pierce is just uh, there to pop his head up and go, hey, remember, remember, acted like a fuckhead. <laughs> Good on you, Paul. Pantsing of the night. Oh, panting night. Emmanuel quickly dropped uh, a bit of Kentucky on Kentucky violence. This one was Emmanuel quickly dropping Tyrese Maxey and nailing a three, running back down and pointing at the floor where he put his friend. Oh, Maxey had actually tried to do the same earlier, just didn't hit the shot. So, uh, but quickly, this was a tricky one because it's like, oh, you fucking crossed him over, bro. It's always tricky when there's like a pick being set. And the defender's trying to go over the pick, and it's like, oh, he broke his ankles. It's like, he's sort of kind of stutter step, so he didn't trip over the defender and sort of then hits the floor. And it's like, all right. He kind of crossed him up. But the thing was, Emmanuel quickly did pull a pretty fucking sick move, so it's a bit of a pantsing, especially when it's a guy who went to your school and all that sort of stuff. Love that. Uh, but also pantsing, Jermichael Green. I mentioned this. Hassan Whiteside, they get into it. I don't know. Jermichael. Jermichael Green. You gotta know better than that, don't you? You don't get into anything with Hassan Whiteside. Like, that's like arguing with a fence post. It's like getting angry at some Trump voter online or some shit, right? Like, you know they're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and you know that you could be spending your time doing better things. <laughs> Jesus. You don't get sucked in by Hassan Whiteside. Jesus. Ah. Oh. And if you don't believe me, just go follow him on socials. Uh, <laughs> better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You coming for everybody. Coming for everybody? Where's Jello? Uh, better than Lonzo Ball today. Teenage Mutant Yaka Pertle. 27 points, 14 rebounds, 3 blocks. He was awesome. He went 13 of 17 from the floor. Unfortunately, one of five from the free throw line, including too late. <laughs> and he just flat out missed. And this is in San Antonio, BT dubs. And when he missed both of those free throws, the crowd went ballistic with happiness because there were that many fucking Lakers fans there. Tim Duncan didn't die so you could fucking cheer for the Lakers. Jesus, San Antonio, pull your finger out. Uh, But to be honest, you know, having gone to, what, six years' worth of uh, Brooklyn Nets home games (laughs) before they had any fans, before anyone good went there, apart from, you know, old-ass Paul Pierce and KG. Oh, but Darren Williams, man, 
aka one of the most hated basketball players in history. Uh, yeah, having more fans roll into your, like more opposition fans roll into your stadium is always pretty funny. Uh, and that's what happens when it's the Lakers. But still, Teenage Mutant Yaku Pertle, he was amazing tonight. 27 to 14. What was he? The number nine pick in 2016? The Simmons draft, right? Uh, he was great. And it's kind of nice to see him out there succeeding. And in the back of my mind, though, I'm like, oh, I kind of wish he wasn't quite this good because that made a Jock Landau get more of a run, bro. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break. Be back with some brief yeah, Nas right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yenars. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com. Look, hey, Melbourne, you're out of lockdown, but the bottle o can still be brought to you with thedailyliquor.com. I mean, there's still a lot of Rona out there, as we've just fucking discovered. God damn it. <sighs> Either way, I'm going to have to lean on this. <laughs> fucking another tab open on thedailyliquor.com right now. Jesus. Gaz. Drop me some around. Anyway, uh, now, thedailyliquor.com, wines, beers, cocktails, anything you need. Bob's your uncle. And uh, you can now celebrate getting out amongst it. Picnics go around to folks' houses. Just fucking don't rock up without a slab on your fucking shoulder. What are you doing? We've all been through it. If you rock up anywhere with anything less than a slab on your shoulder, you're a cheapskate and a scab, and you need to go to thedailyliquor.com right now. And stock up on all the bureaus you need. Or maybe a couple of bottles of wine. What do you reckon? All right, so go to thedailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code Strayer. Remember, it's from the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery before noon. And you'll get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA on your mate Jimmy. How good is that? Love it. So thedailyliquor.com. Smash the code Strayer. Get a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy. Right, let's do some yeah, Nas. First off is Dave Anderson. Big Dave Anderson. One of the single most underappreciated, underrated Aussie basketball players ever. Yeah, nah, yes, of course he is. Big Dave Anderson, friend of the program, uh, guest on NBA Australia. I love him. One-time Houston Rocket, New Orleans Hornet Pelican, and uh, Toronto Raptor. Uh, Look, Dave Anderson will forever be the dude who just... He just had a little bit of everything, right? In terms of his game, we when he came on the show, we sort of talked about how he really could have thrived, I feel like, in today's NBA, just that little bit more similar with Chris Anstey, where he had a couple of dudes with, like, a, you know, pretty good interior touch, but also could shoot it a bit. So, you know, maybe that expand their games nowadays. But Dave Anderson, his uh, brief NBA career, as mentioned, Houston, Toronto, New Orleans, it was just the Hornets. They wouldn't have been the Pelicans, obviously. Um, never really quite got to show his uh, stuff, but also went around the world and just won, like, fucking title after 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 title. Seriously, he's, like, the most fucking decorated player we've ever had on this year program. 
We've had NBA champions. We've had uh, extreme boomer action left, right, and center. And all Dave Anderson was go out and kick ass, take names, and win fucking titles wherever he went. It was amazing. He's like, he won a couple of NBL titles. He won EuroLeague titles. He won Spanish League, Italian League. All the Italian, like, uh, you know, the Super Cups and all that sort of stuff. He won Russian League, Turkish Leagues, French Leagues, everything. If it was in Europe, he bloody won it. That's what he did. That's all he did. And it was one of those very, very bizarre sort of uh, underappreciated probably careers where at the time... In the early mid-thousands, you don't have that much uh, in the way, you know, basketball, internet access, the coverage that you would have now where you'd be appreciative of it. I mean, you didn't have places like the pickandroll.com.au and just sort of, you know, the fucking blanket coverage you have now to really appreciate what he did. But all he did was kick ass, take names, win everywhere and be an absolute fucking legend every time you met him. Uh, so it's good to see he retired today officially from playing. He's going to stick around with the NBL. Dave Anderson, you're a fucking legend, and uh, hopefully we'll get him back on soon. Right, some other yeah now, some listener ones today. Uh, Luke Fragona, first blush after week one. Jimmy, Josh Giddy is top three in the race for rookie of the year. Uh, rookie of the year. Uh, froth enough for that game today. This was uh, from two games ago. Yeah, nah, this is one of the... Uh, I'm going to add this to the biggest over-under reactions. This isn't even an under. This is a bit of an underreaction. He is going to be top three because Suggs, not quite there. Jalen Green isn't running away with it <laughs> because uh, I would basically expect him to be a bit of a lock because just the sheer amount of shots he's going to get on that Houston team. The thing is, because that Houston team is such a shit show, everyone's just in it for themselves, and it's a bit of a horror show. And I think you'll see stuff like Giddy just creep into the top three over the course of the season. I think Cade is now actually one of the underrated aspects of this because once he gets into this Detroit team, uh, he's going to make them like substantially better and uh, more coherent. But Giddy, look, if he just keeps up this level of pace, this level of development throughout the year, he could easily top three in the rookie of the year. Like, holy shit. Shit, yeah, so you better get on it. Just saying. Uh, speaking of which, Patty for six, man. Do that right now while the prices are still good. But Giddy, look, it's a not if, but when he gets his first NBA triple-double, which will be amazing. And I think you'll just see him go from strength to strength as he figures out how this team operates and how to fit with some of these dudes on that team next to Dort, next to Shai Redigildis-Alexander. I mean, he's already out there closing in his, what, third, fourth game. Like, it's awesome. So good on you, Gids. Crushing it. He's a fucking teenager, man. This is awesome. So hopefully ends up top three. I think he's just going to go from strength to strength throughout the year. And some of the other players obviously figure some of their stuff out as they go as well. Like Scotty Barnes is going to be really, really good all year. Suggs maybe will come along a little bit, but I mean, early returns on Suggs got me head, uh, scratching my head a little bit. A couple of other names out there as well, but giddy up. Uh, Brad McKeegan. Little yeah, nah for you, Jimmy, when you're back fit and fighting. Do NBA scouts underestimate NBL players because the stats don't look outstanding compared to college players? Yeah, nah. Yeah, they do. Because I think in college, I mean, this is always going to be the weird thing that there's like a disconnect, right? You always see the thing that's right in front of you. That's college. And then if you're looking just from a quick glance, you look at like a college player's stats and go, oh, well, he's out there crushing it. And then you look at someone like Giddy. Even LaMelo, to be honest, 
Uh, some of their stats and go, oh, jeez, it's not that impressive compared to like the player who's playing a fucking Duke. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, cool, because that guy's playing as fucking kids. Whereas Giddy is fucking 18 now they're playing in a league of men. <laughs> Same with Lamello. Same with RJ. And, I mean, you're seeing with Jay Sean Tate, right? Like, throw him in amongst the big dogs and he'll fucking eat. It's great. And Giddy, same vibe. So, NBA scouts, look, I think they're very, very quickly learning that the NBL stats probably aren't going to matter because of the level of competition versus college players. And I think the big question is going to be, like, does that impact? Like, the G League stuff is going to be more fascinating, right? Having their own G League thing. Because you saw, I mean, you've already seen, like, some of the G League Ignite dudes come in and early returns, mixed, you know? Meanwhile, you got Mobley out there crushing it. And talk about two top three in the race for rookie of the year. Mobley is going to be smashing it, but... Um, like, just imagine what Mobley could have done in the NBL. I think that still would have translated no matter what. But in terms of stats, like, I think you can see their game, see their potential, and the NBL is now just a little bit more in their faces and a little bit better covered, obviously, that NBA scouts probably underestimate the impact that those players are having on a play-to-play sort of basis because the stats aren't standing right out. But because they're actually being able to see more of it now, it actually probably... They're basically learning, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> They're learning not to underestimate it. They probably will for just a little bit more. But Gids is proving that he can play. And uh, all the other NBL dudes, same vibes, right? So there you go. Finally, Mad Dogs. Carson Maddox, uh, am I selfish for wanting Simo to go to uh, for wanting Simo to go to the Nuggets, Pacers, Clippers, Grizzlies, Heat, Magical Kings, so we can mark another team off the list. What's the list? The list. Of teams that have or haven't had an Aussie. Yeah, nah. Nah, he's not selfish because I want Simo on one of those ones as well. Because, not just for the simple reason that, you know, we get to mark another team off the list, but kind of also because <laughs> let's get some different merch out there. But uh, the Nuggets, the Pacers, the Clippers, the Heat, the Magic, the Kings. Look, there's only probably two of those teams that wouldn't be better with Simo on them, right? The Grizzlies and probably the Heat. And even then, like maybe like Jimmy Butler would just eat him up for dinner. So yeah, he'd, that wouldn't be good. But the Magic would be better. The Kings would be better. The Clippers would use him. Uh, you know, he'd be better off there. Pace the same. Nuggets, look, he'd be better off there too. So I'm here for it. Like, let's get him going. Because a change of scenery, a change is as good as a holiday. <laughs> That's exactly what Simo needs right now. All right, unpopular opinion of the day, aka let's do it. Our 10 biggest over and under reactions from week one. Oh, yeah, overreactions. I live for it. The Chicago Bulls are the best team in the NBA. They're going to win the title. Uh, they're four and zip, the only unbeaten team in the East. They've also only beaten three shit teams, and they've played one of them twice. <laughs> but... We talked about this yesterday, right? Floor raises. That's what the Bulls have gotten. And then uh, in there and Lonzo and obviously having Vooch and uh, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine already. And floor raises will do that, right? Um, they'll let you beat the shit teams. But the thing is, at any point in the last fucking, I don't know, what, since the D-Rose MVP year, since the absolute heights of D-Rose and Joakim Noah, the world dang. 
Bing Gordon back in 08. Um, look, the Bulls would have blown at least one of those games. So if your floor is raised high enough that you don't just shit the bed against crap teams time and time again, you're going to be all right. So look, the Bulls aren't the best team in the NBA, obviously, but they're fucking good enough to beat shit teams. And to be honest, a lot of the times, that's just where you need to be and then build upon that. I just can't wait to see them play some good teams, see how they look, see how they react, see what happens. Uh, that's where we're going to learn a lot more. But to be honest, we've already learned a little bit because not blowing teams against shit, not blowing games against shit teams is actually a big part of the NBA. So good job, Bulls, so far. The Hornets are a top three team in the East. And Miles Bridges is going to win most improved. Uh, to be honest, Miles Bridges might win most improved. And I sort of broke this one down yesterday, right? Like about in terms of his usage rate, that's gone through the roof. Basically touching the ball more, more shots, just looking much better, having more room to move, breathe, show what he can do. The Hornets uh, top three team. Look, they're going to give all the teams in the East a fucking run for their money. And to be honest, I think the creamy middle of the East is getting bigger and creamier. <laughs> uh, gross! Uh, time and time again, because if you look at it at the moment, we've just got a weird morass of teams in the East where they can kind of, all of them can beat anybody on any given day, like Chicago, the Knicks, the Hornets, the Heat. The Hawks, obviously, then, and then you got the two contenders that you'd sort of think about, the Bucks and the Nets, as well as a weird team like the Sixers, and of course, there's still the Celtics, and you got the Cavs out there just throwing punches. The Pacers might click eventually, the Raptors, who knows? And I think Charlotte are one of the better teams in that one. Like Their point differential, I think, is about the fourth best so far, and so they've won some pretty good games, but... I think that's about right. They're, they're in that three, four, five sort of spot. So fucking, I'm actually kind of here for it because they, you saw it last year. As long as Hayward was healthy, touch wood, uh, and Lamelo was out there, and they were actually just healthy. Plums out there, they're pretty good. So let's go Hornets. The Lakers are cooked. They're too old. Uh, I mean, this is an overreaction because I think regardless of Westbrook's fit. And everybody else apart from Malik Monk and Austin Reeves being old as fuck. Uh, they've still got LeBron and Anthony Davis. And they're pretty good. So I think the Lakers will be fine. I do love a good Laker panic stations though today. And if they had lost that Spurs game, I mean, this Westbrook AD-led overtime win against a maybe actually kind of shit Spurs team is going to paper over a lot of cracks for at least another week which is good for the Lakers. Lakers fans, they're not going to build themselves up into a tizzy. Uh, so the Lakers aren't cooked. They never were. They've still got LeBron and AD. And if shit's just not working, you know what LeBron's going to do? He's going to fucking, you know, basically have his head pop out of his uh, little, you know, nap nook in Rob Plinker's office and go, Rob, fix this shit. Do I want me to jump on the phone? I'll fix it right now. And uh, Rob will shit his pants and off he goes. Um, and there'll be some trades, some, uh, you know, mid-season acquisitions, some buyout dudes that have joined the team. But anyway, we're going to uh, re-litigate the idea of Westbrook versus like Buddy Heald and co. For a little bit, but 
I think you saw today that that's why you have Westbrook rather than Buddy Hield. Who knows? Uh, Tyler Hero is your MVP. <laughs> might be a bit of an overreaction. But I'll tell you what, good on him for stepping up. He might, he will be the biggest contender, I reckon, for Patty Mills for sixth man of the year because he's looked amazing so far for Miami. Uh, he talked a big game. I want to be mentioned in the same fucking breath and the same conversation as Luca and Trey. All right. Average more than fucking 15 points a game, then Tyler. And that's what he's doing. So good on you, Tyler Hero. There goes my hero. Flip side of that, Michael Porter. No, he's not going to win MVP, but he is very good. So I'm happy for him. It's not so much an overreaction to uh, say that he's sixth man of the year, but he's kind of actually lived up to it. That's really good. Michael Porter Jr. just sucks. Uh, I tell you what, the thought was he'd step up Sands Jamal, but shit. Mentioned this earlier, Joker goes missing. Michael Porter Jr. decided to as well. Five of 18 for 13 points. Jesus. Look, Michael Porter Jr. is streaky as hell, though, and we've seen him, like, you know, the second half of last year just get on one, and it was over. So maybe it's just another slow start, and he gets into it. But I don't know, Michael Porter Jr., if I'd had COVID twice, and I was playing like shit, I'd think about getting the vaccine. (laughs) You fucking idiot. Uh, Best underreaction so far. Nobody talking about Milwaukee. That's amazing. People just, like, sleeping on Milwaukee. Milwaukee love that. Talk about a sleeping giant slipping under the radar one week in. The fucking reigning NBA champions look fucking dangerous. They don't have like five players at the moment as well. They're still three and one. And if you're in the East, you're just sort of looking there going, God damn it. (laughs) Giroux and Chris Middleton, like there's stories about how like they're best mates now after uh, the championship run and then the Olympics. And you're like, oh, God damn. But yeah, Milwaukee, talk about sleeping giants in the East. No one's going to talk about them for a while. And then you're going to turn around and realize that they're like 26-3. and three. <laughs> And they've not had a fully fucking healthy squad for that entire run. Uh, but yeah, they're terrifying if you're in the East. 100%. Uh, Paddy Mills is 100% proving that the only man who could ever slow him down was Greg Popovich. I've only been fucking saying it for years. Hashtag free Paddy. So it's good to have you all on the bandwagon. Uh, six man of the year right now. I don't know if you're one of the smart ones and got him at 15 to 1. Just saying. Feeling pretty good about that. Uh, but I'm loving Patty. Patty in Brooklyn is just watching like a flower that you've put in a, uh, you've taken from a small pot, put it in a bigger pot. It's flourishing. Just saying. Fever Patty is not just Fever Patty. He was always just Patty. I've been trying to tell you for years. Utah! Uh, the West version of Milwaukee. Uh, three and zip, looking the good, solid outings. Donnie Mitchell is just sort of cruising along. Gobert's kicking ass and taking names, and just their supporting squad. Look, they're going to be amazing during the regular season. We all know that. They're just going to cruise, smash dudes, and then the big test is going to come in the playoffs. But they are absolutely, like, no one's fucking paying any attention to the Jazz in the West, and they're fucking smashing it. Uh, underreactions as well elsewhere. Detroit and OKC. They might be worse than we expected. Seriously, they're bad. They are real fucking bad basketball teams. OKC last year, uh, that sort of run towards the end of the season. And you're kind of like, oh, what are they doing? Kind of shot themselves in the foot, obviously. But I don't know this year how they're worse. Like, they might end up just... You know, hanging out going, well, we've got another number one pick, man. And, like, everybody on that team's going to go, shit. 
am I ever going to just keep my job? <laughs> What's going to happen? But they're fucked. And the other best underreaction is Steph Curry might actually just fuck around and win MVP. So this was initially in, in overreactions, but then winning today after getting down against the Thunder, you sort of saw that coming. You're like, ah, they're the Golden State we know and love and expect. But now, four and zip, and I don't know if Golden State are getting enough credit. Like, it's similar to the Bulls earlier, right? Like, talked about, like, last year's Warriors team would have definitely lost two of the four games that they've played, right? But they've won them because, I don't know. Well, they would have lost them because they would have lost their concentration or some shit. But Jordan Poole's obviously been really, really good. Draymond's in shape and just isn't stinking up the joint like he did at the times last year. Damian Lee has been absolutely amazing so far and has taken one huge giant step towards just being kind of like reliable. Whereas at times last year, you're just like, Damian Lee is just weird and funky and wild, and he's not, look, you're just not entirely sure if he's helping you that much. But he's just dropped a lazy 15, 11, 11, and 20 in his four games, just giving them a really, really solid uh, sort of bit of guard play off the bench, and that's massive without Clay, right? So you think about he and Poole coming off the bench if and when Clay eventually comes back. And Golden State, they're just cruising along. And if Steph just keeps this up of being sneakily amazing, breaking records, just look, when Clay comes back halfway through the year, maybe they work Wiseman back into the rotation. Who knows what could happen? Golden State could be top four. Steph could be absolutely smashing and averaging 30 points a game. And, uh, Everyone might go, shit, we should probably give him another MVP. Fuck. (laughs) That'd be amazing. All right, there you go. There's some over and under reactions after one week. I don't know, like Dame trying to fucking shoot his way out of Portland is pretty funny. Paul George putting up MVP numbers in the Clippers is also pretty great. I don't know, man. There's a bunch of other really fun storylines out there at the moment. But those are just some of the ones that I levitated towards. So let's do a bit of Outback. Levitate, gravitated towards. You don't levitate towards something, really. What are you doing? Outback, come on, man. I'm stuck at home for the next two weeks. Ah, uh, Outback Takehouse. It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Davos hit a fucking emu on the way into work. So, you've got some Alice Springs chicken up there on that specials board. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill Take is... The Lakers are very clearly better without LeBron, or at least better without LeBron with the ball in his hands. Rusty Westbrook is a better ball handler at this point in their respective careers, and it's time for Squid Game LeBron to take a back seat and become Squad Game LeBron. Only at Outback. <laughs> sure. <laughs> to be honest, I think that's the exact sort of shit that Rusty needed, right? He just needed a big shot in the arm. And LeBron probably saw that and went, ah, oh, my ankle's a bit sore. I'll let these guys sort their shit out. All right, we'll be back in a second uh, with Australian Player Watch. Catch up on what all the Aussies have been up to and a bunch of other fun stuff right after this. This is David Anderson. You're listening to NBA Australia. Oh, flipping right. Let's do it. Knowable, that's right. Let's talk about Knowable. What do Chris Paul, Scott Kelly, that's a NASA commander, Scott Kelly, Redico and Alexis Ohanian all have in common? Well, they've all got incredible experiences and they're all in Knowable to talk to you about them, which is pretty great. It's a new app with the world's top experts teach new skills and bite-sized audio courses. It's like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. 
The bloke from NASA talks about space. Chris Ball talks about plant-based lifestyles. He went to our finals, you know. And Alexis Ohanian teaches how to launch a startup. There's over 100 other ex- experts waiting to teach you something new. So if you're keen on learning some new stuff, download Knowable from your app store. Bang in the code STRAYER and get 20% off as well. I love him. The squid hates it. So he's going to hate the next two weeks of me just playing Knowable, but deal with it. Uh, but either way, get your 20% off of the code STRAYER. I love him. Check it out. Australian Player Watch, let's do it! Patty Thrills, Patty Mills. Big couple of days for Patty. Sorry's uh, three-point streak finally come to an end against Charlotte. But up until that point, he was, what, 10 of 10? Then went one of six, and then went five and nine against Washington. That's right. He had 21-2 and three against Washington the other day. Pretty gnarly. Uh, good bounce back against it from that Charlotte game. We only had five points on the two of ten shooting. Uh, 11 against the Sixers on the weekend, too, with two rebounds, two assists, and that big win. The big come from behind win. Uh, the best part about the entire Patty Mills experience so far is it's not that he's, like, you know, averaging, what, 15 points a game, uh, dropping 20s on the reg. It's just that everyone's fucking seeing it. Because this is what star power does. It makes Brooklyn wildly, wildly, wildly way more watched than the Spurs. And uh, here we are. <laughs> it's pretty great. Ah, oh, love it. Jingling Joe Ingles. He's out there crushing it. As mentioned, hit his 1,000th three-pointer for his career, which is incredible. He had 13, 5, and 4 today. Goes 3 of 5 from downtown in that big win over Denver. And on the weekend, uh, only played six minutes against Sacramento. Got kicked out. So I didn't yell about this on the weekend because I was too incensed. A little bit more anti-Australian bias from Ala Abdul Nabi. But uh, Jingles basically got kicked out for a flagrant two of trying not to hurt a dude, which was fucked. And uh, I don't know if I've been more angry, but <sighs> anyway. Uh, Jingles is still crushing it this year as like his role is 25, 26, 28 minutes off the bench. Off he goes. Nails threes. Kicks ass, takes some names, three to four assists a game, three to five rebounds a game. And off he goes. Love it. Um, yeah. Good job, Joe Ingles. And you'd think that, you know, all the additions to that Utah team, he's been fine. So it's been good. Matty T, Aussie Matty T, Matisse Tybel. Weird week. He had four points, one rebound, three assists, and that lost to Brooklyn. Shot two of three. Uh, then went 3.4 rebound, one assist, three blocks against OKC. Amazing stuff with a steal. And then uh, against the Knicks today, got 20 minutes worth of run. He went 3 of 5 from the floor. So he had 6 points, 3 rebounds, 2 blocks, 1 steal, and uh, 1 foul. So Bloke's only got fucking 5 blocks on so far for the year, which is gnarly. And a pretty crazy 7 steals as well. So just saying, he'll probably lead uh, the per 36 numbers on all the defensive stats this year. But Matty T, look... It'd be nice if Doc knew how to use him a little bit better, but whatever. What can he do? Uh, what else have we got? We've got Josh Goody. Let's talk about the Gid Man. Giddy the fuck up. You feeling good about Giddy? Because I am. Uh, the numbers, game to game, are pretty interesting. Like, he's shooting slowly but surely getting there. Not too bad from three. So, on the weekend of that game against Houston, he had six points, two rebounds, four assists. And then had a great game against Philly. Uh, where he got absolutely fucking poleaxed by that prick Joel Embiid. 19 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, and 4 steals. He was amazing. 8 of 13 from the floor, 1 of 2 from downtown. He nailed the two free throws after the Embiid punking, and then hit a 3 straight after. He was awesome. 
Hit another three today. He goes for seven points, nine rebounds, four assists against the Warriors. Shot three at 10 in his 27 minutes. Uh, but I think just in uh, general, he's looking pretty good. I'm loving it. Good on you, good man. Uh, I mentioned Josh Greeny Green got out there today as well, very briefly, for the Mavs. I believe that was a bit of a four-minute stint. And uh, didn't bother the scorers apart from notching a foul. So a bit of a tough one. It's only his second appearance. I mean, they've only played three games. What can you do? Uh, hit the floor against Atlanta for four minutes as well. But pretty nice of Kid ran him out there a little bit earlier. And uh, similar vibes go for Rock'em, Shock'em, Jock'em Landale. It was his birthday yesterday. So good on you, Jock'em. Stoked for you, mate. Uh, got out there against the Milwaukee Bucks. Played one minute. And he had one turnover. <laughs> After he had his uh, debut against the Magic Man. Last Thursday. So good shit on you, Jock. Good to see you. All right, let's do a bit of uh, the Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up award. All right, really quick one today. I uh, mentioned this earlier. Aaron Gordon literally didn't miss, I think, in his first seven shots. Uh, finished 9 of 13, but goes 0 of 3 from 3, so not a hammer. Uh, but I want to give this to the combo of Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell on the Spurs. They both hit five threes today. Vassell went 5 of 9 from downtown. Uh, went 7 of 16 overall, not ideal. Uh, but Lonnie, 7 of 10 and 5 of 7 from 3. And you're kind of waiting for both of these two wing dudes for the Spurs to take that little bit of a step. And they kind of are this year. Vassell's been really good. Lonnie is showing signs, and you kind of love it. So good on them. Look, if you have those two nailing 10 threes in a game, if you're the Spurs, you're going to be fucking laughing. So good on you, fellas. Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell, you're the co-winners, the Shane Hill Shooter Shoot, Shoot Your Shot, Light em Up Award. All right, let's do the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. It's the old Patty Mills Instagram, actually, check-in today. Uh, because Patty, I'll tell you what, he's also loving getting a bit of culture. Bit of culture. He's out there looking at Basquiat's, stuff like that. But Paddy out there on the streets of Brooklyn, just absolutely loving his time because he's out there tweeting, embracing my Brooklyn and settling in. Hashtag BK Baller. Him taking photos of him in front of the Basquiat, welcome to Brooklyn signs, doggos under the Brooklyn Bridge. Just out there drinking coffee with his missus, knocking in threes for the Nets, having the time of his life at a pokey old San Antonio. <laughs> I love it. Little Patty goes to the big city. It's amazing. What a story. All right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. I'm glad you didn't forget me again. Yeah, not a problem, mate. I've got you. All right, these are brought to you by DraftKings Australia. Remember, go to dkng.co slash Australia. Sign up. Join a contest. Stay within the salary cap. Sit back. Watch your players. Try to climb the leaderboard for your shot at massive prizes. That's DK ng.co slash Straya. Have a smash. I'll be doing it too. Uh, we went 2 of 5 on the picks today. We're 27 of 45 for the season. Pretty, uh, like, we're pretty close in a couple of them today. Um, and we obviously missed that one day when I was sick. What can you do? We've got 10 games tomorrow. So, look, I'm going to have to try to make tomorrow a lot quicker. <laughs> I was like, I'll try to make today's show real quick. It's gone real long. I did have the overreaction and underreaction, so, you know, cut me some slack, bro. All right, Charlotte at Orlando. I'm going the Hornets minus six and a half. They're way better than Orlando. Orlando stink. Uh, the Hornets, this is a bit of a prover game. you got to kick the shit out of the bad team. Charlotte, you got to do this. Minus six and a half. Washington play Boston in Boston. Um, 
the Wizards, I'm going to take them plus four and a half. They're just showing me a little something, something here and there. I expect a big game from Brad Beal. The Celtics, look, they're really wildly unpredictable. And I think they'll win this one, but it'll be a really close one. I'm going to take the points from Washington. So plus four and a half. Same thing goes to the Miami-Brooklyn game. I think Brooklyn might win this, but it'll be an absolute nail-biter. Miami plus four and a half. They've got the defenders to throw at KD and Harden. And Brooklyn have got to hope that the rest of the team can sort of step up. I think Brooklyn maybe squeaked by this one, but the plus four and a half for Miami is just too much. So I'm going to take that one. Uh, take the points, Brooklyn win. Toronto, ooh, plus one and a half. This is another tough game to pick. Indy, I think, are a better team than Toronto at the moment. But I think Toronto will just, I don't know, come out of nowhere. They're feeling hurt. They're feeling a bit wayward. They're playing at home. They should take care of business against Indy if they're any good. And this is going to be a big uh, watershed moment, I think, for Toronto. If they stink in this, like, it's going to get pretty bloody hard for them to uh, start pulling themselves out of the morass. And the same goes for Indy. Both these teams are 1-3. and three. If you're 1-4 and four to start this season, you're not that good. So we're going to find something out about somebody tomorrow. My guess is Toronto, better than Indy, but I don't know. Fascinating game. Uh, but I'm going to take Toronto, plus one and a half. Atlanta, minus six and a half against the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans are a rabble. I'm taking Atlanta. I think they kicked the shit out of them. Minnesota had a fire lit under their ass by Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards. They're playing in Milwaukee. I'm actually going to take Minnesota, plus seven and a half. I think they'll sort of come out of nowhere, have a crack against Milwaukee, and the reports are that they're going absolutely hammering tongs at each other in practice. Ant-Man just yelling at motherfuckers. Wouldn't be surprised if D-Lo gets traded soon. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm going to take Minnesota plus 7.5 in this one. I think they make it close, if not win it outright. Lakers on a back-to-back. Same with OKC. Both teams on back-to-back. So I'm going to take the Lakers minus 9.5. The talent's just too good against OKC. Uh, I'd like to take OKC and think that they could sort of surprise the Lakers, but I think the Lakers will be out for blood. This will be Westbrook going against his old team. You know that's going to be crazy. So give me the Lakers minus 9.5. Sacramento, take on Phoenix. Phoenix, ugh. I just can't trust them as far as I can throw them at the moment. So I might take uh, Sacramento plus seven and a half. You can't trust Sacramento either, so that's dumb. I just think it's too many points. I think this could be a really close game. Phoenix probably win it by about four, but I'll, so I'll take the Sacramento plus seven and a half. Portland playing host to Memphis. They're two and a half point favorites without Norm Powell. It's going to be interesting to see if this... Uh, Talk about thinning out the rotation a little bit more, and maybe Dame goes absolutely bananas against Jarma Rant and Co. I'm going to side... Look, Jara's absolutely on a tear and could continue very much on that way. I just think Portland backs against the wall might really fire up for this one, so give me Portland minus 2.5. And, and then finally, Cleveland. Oh, no. Cleveland. Minus... Sorry, plus 7.5, obviously. 7.5-point underdogs against the Clippers... I don't know who's going to play defense in this one. Paul George might drop 50. But, I mean, the Cavs, all that size. I reckon this makes it a bit of a tough one for the Clippers. Give me the Cavs, minus, uh, plus 7.5. See, that's how much I think the Cavs should be in this one. I keep thinking they're the favorites. <laughs> so give me Cleveland, plus 7.5. All right, there you go. There's all the picks for tomorrow. We'll wrap them all up in tomorrow's show. There'll also be a new NFL Australia tomorrow as well. That'll be fun. So check out that with me and Gaz. Go get around World Wrestling Australia with Adam. Uh, he's with a co-host this week. They're talking about WWE Crown Jewel, NXT's Aussie talent, Rhea Ripley, Broden from Auntie Donna, whole heap more. Uh, subscribe to FWCIE on Twitter for more. Subscribe to FWCI Sports and Gaming on YouTube. Check out 
World Wrestling Australia on YouTube. It's awesome. Uh, NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Buy some merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Uh, check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Come on. Don't be a prick. Rate and review us. Help us out. Manscaped.com. Look, this only lasts another two weeks. Uh, so get right around the code STRAYA. 20% off free shipping. Uh, if you're going to get your, you know, if you need to tell your partner to get this for you for Chrissy, just do it now. Use the code STRAYA. They get 20% off free shipping. Or if you're going to treat yourself, just get right around it. It's awesome. TheDailyLiquor.com. Use the code STRAYA. Get a free six. Uh, knowable. Download that and get 20% off of the code STRAYA as well. Big thanks go to from Oslo, from Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band House Hats. They're up and running out of times out now. Also, big thanks go to Joshua Delarentis, Fascinated Gold Mines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sexually, Green, 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 and Dozers. For the tunes you hear throughout the show, smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to your tunes. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. All right, we'll close out today's show with a really, really, really brief Jingles HR. I've taken too much of your time. And uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads, for hopefully a uh, very short show. Because uh, who knows how this is going to go for the next two fucking weeks. Jesus. All right. Speak to you then. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, hosen. G'day, Joe Ingalls here, head of Jingles HR, the world's leading HR solutions firm. Because yet, when I'm not sinking threes, blowing kisses, looking after me, amazing kids, or steam cleaning all the furniture in the mansion I own in Paul George's head, I'm the world's leading HR expert. I'm here to help you with all your HR questions and problems, so let's get to this week's question, shall we? It comes from Mackay in Brooklyn. Hey, man. Everyone is on my back because I don't want to get vaxxed. Man, how is that fair? I'm just out here fighting for, like, understanding and equality, man. Like, me as a man, why won't the media let me say my piece? And look, this is about me as a man, and I support everyone from all points of view, and I just hate that there's so much divisiveness out there trying to take me down, and why can't... Oh, fucking hell. Uh, looking at this, it just this just goes on for 14 more pages. I haven't got time for this. Just fucking get vaxxed, you idiot. There you go. All right, that's all we've got time for this week. I've been Joe Ingalls. Get a jab on you. <laughs>